solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Chapter twenty-three. Horcruxes. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. I'm Alex. And, and this, this is, is Potter Watch. This is Potter Watch. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. This is Potter Watch. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks. I actually, I have a song for you today. Oh, my goodness. What a surprise. It's in I'm my haiku. Shook. Shook it. Um, because we're doing a really, I think, an excellent chapter today. Correct, correct. Chapter correct, correct. 23, Horcruxes. What did you rename this chapter? I renamed uh, this chapter a confirmation most distressing. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Love that. Thank you. Um, you I'm going to name it. I'll have to teach you some internet slang to be able to tell you this. Oh, you're going to teach me some internet slang. You and the listeners. um, (laughs) Like if you ever see TLDR, it means too long, didn't read, which Griffin (laughs) taught me. Okay. Like last week. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Really like a couple weeks ago, but recently. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, 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 wait. Pause pause how how have i forgotten listeners <laughs> molly sorry, should i take that back yes. i had to ask my husband ah! <laughs> guys molly got married it's wild y'all she got married to siri griff oh my god griff now mr wilson love on the pod <laughs> did you know that they were secretly dating this whole time the secrets from really hush hush <laughs> no leaks here in this group and this media team for some reason that like put an unsavory image in my head no leaks for some reason I had like a bad image (laughs) you nasty I am I don't know why my brain did that it's terrible anyway moving my reading my reading (laughs) um tldr colon big d explains fate-based universe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes thank you you're welcome thank you um, that was really great <laughs> I was just really excited about like putting that little piece together for myself like I'm so excited to talk about this discussion yeah because it's not too long to read everyone should read <laughs> yeah this chap all right can you sum it up for us Oh, in a 575, I sure can. Yeah. Into the pensive, Slughorn's memory received new tasks to achieve. A lot of tasks 
Those are some hefty tasks. New tasks. So I didn't do a great job of summing up the chapter, but um, Molly, why don't you help us out in song? Um, every time we do an episode where we watch a memory or listen to a memory, this is what I want to say. I'm ready. Memory, finally all alone with Big D. <laughs> be destroyed. <laughs> I don't know if you were quite ready for that, but I was not. Um, my favorite line, of course, is all alone with Big D, which I feel like has layers. I know. Well, actually, in one draft, it was Big Daddy, and I couldn't I couldn't live with myself. All alone with Big Daddy. <laughs> I don't know why I was oh that, that's why because all alone is from yeah. the, I was like why did I feel the need to say all alone I kind of oh. forgot my whole bit <laughs> oh my god so funny wow I just have to clap thank you you're welcome I hope that blew out your your eardrums from, oh look at you got my little reaction on zoom i didn't even know you could do that you are teaching me internet things i'm incorporating it into a workshop well where like depending on what your answer is you have to use a different reaction emoji (laughs) that's what they're doing on virtual school for the children yeah yeah like give us a thumbs up if you would avoid the situation and everybody who's an introvert is like, thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. Should we dive into the chappy chat? Yeah, let's the dive chappy, in. The chappy terror. Oh, wait. Um, I guess I could play this on the podcast. I needed to show you something. Oh, my gosh. Um, my work set up a little surprise cameo for me. Um, ex- wait, what? Oh my, oh, oh my gosh. Hey Molly, it's Tiana Benjamin here. I played Angelina Johnson in Harry Potter and a Goblet of Fire. Hey, this is a message from me and Conflict and they just want to say thank you for all your hard work with the youth program um sounds like you're incredible and you're helping lots of young people so yeah keep up the good work um conflict they told me that you're a big harry potter fan so you have good taste i'm glad you love harry potter i really enjoyed um playing angelina johnson it was a small role but um yeah it means a lot to me so yeah i'm glad you love harry potter i love it too um yeah, keep up the good work um, at Conflict, Molly, and say hi to the team. Take care, guys. Peace. Um, How cute is that? That is, first of all, your work is adorable. Honestly, so cute. The people so that work good. with you, that's so, so cute. Um, that was all my boss, Chris was behind that, um, which then he was, he was calling me today and he was like, well, we're supposed to get these other people too. Like, 
Um, well, first he kept talking about the fat fryer, and I was like, I mean, great, but like, I don't know if I even would have known who that was, like, if I saw him. And then he was like, and the bully who's like in all of them. And I was like, you mean Tom Felton? And he was like, yeah, him, I think. And I was like, I don't know if Tom Felton's on cameo. I feel like it might've been like Crabber Goyle, but I was like, don't tell me that you almost got. Don't tell me that you almost got Tom Felton. Don't ever tell me that. Oh my God. If Tom Felton had showed up on this screen, I would have actually cried. I mean, incredible. I mean, nothing against whoever played Crabby. Oh, no. I mean. And I loved the Angelina thing. So. Oh, the Angelina thing is, like, obsessed. Obsessed. If perfect. you were gonna do, like, a minor character, that was, like, oh yeah, the one to pay. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's what my work did for me. Because we were also having our gala event. And so they were getting cameos for that, I think. So it just it ended up pairing well, um, which was really sweet. That's, That's why she was like complimenting the work I do with No, this. yeah, it was so uh, sweet. Just for some context. Also, she's beautiful. I know. At first, I like almost didn't even recognize her because in the show she, or in the movie, she has like dreads and stuff. And I was like, who's this beautiful woman speaking <laughs> to me? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a lot of time has passed, but I was like, yeah, she's also not like 17. <laughs> Angelina. Oh my goodness. Ratata. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, Chris and I were saying also that like she like underplayed herself. She's like, I know, not a very big role, but and I was like, uh, don't ever sell yourself short. No, I have been petitioning for the Wizarding World of Harry Potter to carry your wand, Angelina. Okay. I might message her on Instagram. Oh, you should. I just should. to figure out what I want to say. Um, anyway, so I guess now we can talk about the chapter. Should we? <laughs> I guess. I wonder if Felix Felicis has an unlucky come down. You know how like if you take like Molly or something, you like from all of the like happiness you're feeling your come down you're like really like sad and lethargic I guess for the next 24 hours I wonder if you take Felix Felicis you have like an unlucky 24 hours or whatever afterward because as soon as it wears off the fat lady's like I won't let you into the room which love a sassy fat lady anytime Uh, Me too. Although I do think it's unsafe not to let children into the common room late at night. Yeah. So that one's on her. On her. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's so petty. I think that was in something else. I mean, obviously, yes, with drugs. And that's why sometimes you keep taking drugs. So you don't have that come down. But I feel like there was another kind of magical element where... Like, you can do this thing, but, like, the side effects afterward are going to be, like, really bad. Um, Was it drinking unicorn blood? <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother... <laughs> whole nother... Porn. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> I will. I'll go on that journey with you. <laughs> that's a whole nother magical creature... In class, if you will. You know, it's not working. It's not working. 
Um, it's such a relief to get this praise from Dumbledore, though. Like when Harry goes into his office and Daddy D is like, oh, thank gosh, this is such great news that you that you retrieved the memory. I'm like, I breathed in. I was like, I could not deal with another talking to from Dumbledore. That's a whole nother unicorn of a different color. There you go. Got it. But you yes, should, I agree. You should but. just cut that right into before I say. I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, he, it really puts a pep in Big D's step. Yeah, he's like, ooh, yes. I'm like already in the memory. I didn't have a lot of notes. Same. I'm in the memory too. Okay. You go ahead. I feel like I've been starting them all. Um, well, my first note was like how he kind of figured out what Horcruxes were in the first place, but I assume that, you know, he might've gotten books from like Borgen and Burke or like a store in Nocturne Alley to get. Or yeah. Or hearsay, you know, from one of his like friends that parents obviously had like dark art artifacts, like in a lot of fan fiction, the Malfoy Manor has like a lot of like old, like dark magic books in their like home library and I'm sure like about a lot of his old wizarding family friends or like at the blacks yes yeah I'm sure they had um um a dark history hidden in there yeah um and I guess like I kind of thought it was odd that he would even ask Slughorn in the first place about it um because Slughorn says like uh why you know why would you think I would know something about this something like that but I guess he doesn't know a lot of people and he doesn't trust a lot of people and he does have this like connection with Slughorn so I think it's a test yeah I it's the same way like people have been trying for years to get him to like come on his side I think you're right. He doesn't know a lot of people. He doesn't trust a lot of people. So he's testing Slughorn. Like, is he Slughorn the kind of person that would be on his side and join his people? It reminds me, uh, just go on a journey with me really quick. I'm on it. It reminds me of the scene from Halloween Town 2, Calabar's <laughs> Revenge. Sure, sure. And so... Marnie, who's the main witch in a Halloween Town series, her family is like an ancient like witch family, and they have two spell books that are like revered amongst everyone in Halloween Town. Like these are the best spell books. And there are two copies. And one copy is lost. Spoiler alert. And the other copy stays in the grandmother's room. And so the guy, so this guy shows up at Marnie's Halloween party and flirts with her and goes and gets um, Marnie to show him around her grandmother's room. And then he steals the spell book from the grandmother's room. And later in the movie, you find out that he already had the first stolen spell book. Mm -hmm. So he could have 
gone and he also could have he knew exactly where the spell book was he could have gone and done the spell and stolen it from the party just when nobody was looking so marnie asks him why would you go through all that trouble of making it on me that my family's spell book is gone and he was like because i could like i wanted to test you and i wanted yeah and i was like ah but that's what this scene <laughs> thank you for going on that journey with me folks that's what that scene reminds me of where he's just like someone who like is so full of themselves all powerful and could get at anything they want really is like in it to like mess up people's lives or to like convert people very like culture mentality yeah he is kind of seeing how much slughorn is willing to go down that like dark side with him i guess yeah i had a dark kind of a dark note about one of about the horcruxes in general like and the other people that have like done this Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that most people end up, like, kind of killing their own Horcrux because it's, like, such a miserable existence? Because mm. I feel like most people aren't, like, hunting down other people's Horcruxes. Like, oh, you mean to, instead of living forever? they end Yeah, up- I just assume that yeah. there aren't very many people that are currently living that have a Horcrux. No, I see. Yes. I also think, I don't think people want to do it. I think it is one of those things that's like, it's very, it's very dark. Like when Slughorn's saying like, why would you, like the idea of that. And I think people would be scared of it. Like you're a half, you're not like a full human. I think you have, you have to be someone devoid. I also think you're right. It probably is an existence that doesn't feel very great. But because Voldemort is a sociopath, he doesn't like have like the human emotion to care that his soul is split into seven pieces and he's not like functioning like a real person because he wasn't really functioning with the same emotional uh, range as the rest of us anyway. Right. I Yeah, I think so. And I think that like, I mean, I think it's dark, but I feel like people end up like basically committing suicide because it's like not what they wanted and not what they anticipated. And so they end up, you know, kind of demolishing that Horcrux. I, that's, that was just my yeah. assumption, not based on any real text, but. I also don't know if the idea of eternal life is really as romantic to a wizard because they already have such a long lifespan, right. you know, like, it I think. Almost- it's probably a nuisance. <laughs> like I mean, it would almost have to be somebody that is like fearful that someone's going to kill them. Like that's right. the baseline, I guess. Um, so it's like, I feel like you're already looking at like, I guess criminals or like people that have, I don't know what wizarding life is like, but like, why, why would someone feel the need to do this? Especially if there are such things as Sorcerer's Stones, which I know it's like rare, not everyone can get their hands on that, but it's like such a dark way to to take. Right, like I think it's like your last resort. Like I don't think a lot of people do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But clearly they have. Right, they have in the past, sure. But like, that's that's what made me think. It's like, is anyone still alive 
that Voldemort could potentially talk to that's done this Horcrux process. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. So then who, what happened? But if, but I think you're right when you're saying no, not a lot of people are out there searching for other people's Horcruxes. Also, nobody's going to like promote that they made a Horcrux. So I don't even think if there, there might be people alive, but I don't think anybody knows about who I it is. That too, yeah. I wonder if it's just like throughout the ages, any kind of like dictator type person, like a Voldemort or like a Gellert. Um, but see, I don't think like Gellert didn't have a Horcrux. No, but like people that were like power hungry, if those people at some point did, and then people may have hunted it down. Like this might be some sort of cycle, but like mm-hmm. not every you know person, like obviously like Gellert, but like yeah. You, Egyptian time like you know yeah very I don't know somebody like that or like a Caesar that had a yeah that people then had to go and hunt down like mm-hmm. I don't know yeah also, like Egyptian time is not a time like that's I don't know what you meant by that but I, I meant like like Cleopatra I got you I got you <laughs> just Egyptian time Cleopatra definitely didn't have a horcrux but I would I believe know. she was a witch well she didn't live she yeah, com- somebody she, she committed suicide that is a power move she committed suicide in a power move way she was like I will not let you kill me well maybe she had a horcrux before that maybe and then honestly more- maybe she did have a horcrux maybe she let that body die in the tomb and then took her children on a boat and got them away and now we have no idea where her her ancestors are I would believe it anyway um okay so speaking of sociopathic behaviors this little memory we're in where he's like (laughs) yes of course it's just purely intellectual like this whole conversation is such like sociopath like textbook like faking all of this relationship with Slughorn. slughorn I think Slughorn honestly turns out looking really good in this chapter. Like he shouldn't be afraid of this memory. Like he said, "That's what I right said." Things. I have that later too. Like he's kind of like, "What the fuck, dude? Like that's not cool." And I mean, he's not. You know, he ideally he would take a harder stance on it. Like he's still being nice, mm-hmm. but he's not like condoning anything that Voldemort or that Tom is bringing up. Right. But here's where I'm just going to put it in like a a real world example, I guess. To me, where Slughorn goes wrong, obviously, is him telling him the details of the information, even though he's not condoning it. Because for like a high school teacher, that would be like if a high school student came in and was like, hmm, I wonder how you make a bomb to blow up the school. And then the teacher, like, was like, why would you ever want to know that? I don't want to tell you that. And he's like, oh, this is just, like, a sci- like science. Like, I just want to know, like, how you make a bomb. And then the teacher, like, told him every detail of it. Then right. And then doesn't raise any red flags, doesn't report the incident. Like, it's definitely a bad look. Well, yeah, because <laughs> then he's even like, but let's just keep this between us. Right. Well, that's it's- the part that really bothered me the most. Yeah, it's it's just not a I don't like I I don't think he looks bad in terms of like I don't think he ever looks like he's encouraging him to do any of this, but it is like 
not a good look that he gives him the details of the information. I agree. And I do think that he, he still keeps the conversation somewhat vague. Like he really is just explaining what his knowledge of what it is and that that's kind of the end of it. Like, he's like, I don't know the spell. Do not ask me. Like, this is just basically what a Horcrux is and what will Mm -hmm. happen to somebody if they do it, which I think is kind of more on that, like, informational side of things. But I think you're right. It's like, where do you draw that line? Like, I'm just curious about, like, you know, the KKK. Like, just in theory, like, what do you know about it? Right, I think they're definite, at minimum, it should it should have been reported. I think that's something that gets reported. If a kid asks you something like that, just in just in case something were to happen, yeah. just so everyone has the information. And honestly, so you're not liable. Like the reason he keeps it so secret is because he feels liable. <laughs> I don't mean to get all lawyery, but my dad works in HR. That's an HR nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like there's this thing right now with like, like the student teacher relationships are really important and like students being able to trust their teacher and not being like told on by their teacher if if it really was innocent, which I think that this is clearly like a red flag. Yeah. it's dark mad like it's like the darkest magic for sure for sure like I would even like excuse a kid who asked me about the unforgivable curses before this like you if you even went out looking for this then something is wrong right because it's not taught like an unforgivable curse is something yes hot like right like yeah like if I were the teacher my first question would be where did you hear about that? And whoever told you about that is like, well, I guess that would be me if I was talking to a kid. Like, right. Like I would definitely report this if I was talking to like a 17 year old student. I would definitely report it too. Cause there's so much too about like, like I've, ta- I've taken tons of those like child abuse and neglect things. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not protecting the child by keeping their secret. Right. Um, which again, not, it's not an analogy to what's happening here, but it's like, who are you serving by like protecting this like secret kind of, right? I don't know. I was just thinking about like news things recently where like teachers are like, oh, well, I thought I saw like a weapon in his room. And like, I'm just worried about like what might've happened, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that, like that are kind of cropping up. Um, Yeah. Where it's um, like takes it too far in the like I'm just protecting everyone. Protect, else. Yeah. Um, no, that's a fair just, point. Teachers are in tough spots in general. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and, yes. But I do agree with you. Ultimately, obviously, Slughorn should have done more. I think that's the moral of Slughorn. Yeah. He's not bad, but he certainly could have done more. <laughs> yes. 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 Totally. Okay, so now I'm post-memory. I think I had one more note in the memory. Well, we already kind of talked about this, but um, do you think that this obviously like changed Tom's relationship with Slughorn after this? Yeah, I think he got the, the message. 
But do you also think that Slughorn kind of did what he did to Harry where he's like, mm, yeah, I might black you now. Yeah, I think that's what happened. I while I we were reading this chapter, the line that kept coming into my head was and then Dumbledore kept an annoyingly close eye on me after that. And so I was thinking it was kind of like that, but with Slughorn. Like, I feel like he was like, like, I feel like it was one of those situations where he had the conversation and then he went home and immediately regretted it. So then it was like, he couldn't unthink and unsee what had happened. It also makes me wonder then why Slughorn was so worried that like Baltimore was going to recruit him. Cause I feel like this conversation proved that Slughorn wasn't interested and that Voldemort understood that message. Yeah, but Slughorn knows that when you say no to Voldemort, he kills you. So I think yeah, he didn't want to be asked and was... Yeah. yeah, but this just makes me think that Voldemort would never ask him. But obviously... I would. I think Voldemort was. I think Voldemort does respect. Like, there's like a there's a weird loyalty there, because he was the only professor that really like acknowledged his talent in a way that wasn't like, I guess. Yeah. I think he still would have killed him, but it would have been like Snape, where it's like, oh, I regret this, but yeah. Oh well. (laughs) Right. It it wouldn't have. He wouldn't feel bad, but he would. It would be like a little itch on his side. Like, oh, like, what a waste! What a great, what a great guy! Oh well, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last, oh well, we were talking about Gellert, but do you think that Dumbledore is like preemptively? So he's like already fierce about like not wanting Horcruxes in the library and things like that. Yeah. You think that Gellert like told him about Horcruxes and I don't like I said I don't think Gellert had one um Grindelwald but I think that maybe like he talked to Dumbledore about it and is now like Dumbledore's like anything related to anything like that needs to be out of the school I don't know if it ne- like I think that's a great like theory I don't know that it necessarily has to be Gellert though because I think Dumbledore is just so wise that he knows about all of that kind of magic like I think Dumbledore is just kind of all-knowing like he's done the research he he's probably the kind of person that wants to know about Horcruxes just for the knowledge of it alone yeah and and like once he probably found out about it in the depths of his research and the depths of his studies he was like that's not anywhere near my school yeah it's just like a lot of foresight at this stage for Dumbledore even yeah I mean lots of evil things Dumbledore is old though like but but I'm getting the idea that in the wizarding world horcruxes are like like there are lots of evil things but there are things that you just don't talk about yeah like it's kind of like I would say it's like, I don't want to like put it on this level, but it's the thing that people that are like in prison for murder kill other prisoners for is like the kind of like level of, I think like, it's like unfathomable, even in like wizard evil standards to like, like, 
we're bad people, but you fucked a child, so... Right, exactly. That's where I'm thinking horcruxes are. It's, like, disgusting to people. Yeah, I just... I guess it's just because it doesn't come up and like, it doesn't seem like anyone else is like really, it's like on anyone's radar, but I think you're right. Like Dumbledore is just like smarter than everybody. But um, I kind of want to just imagine that Geller was the first person that at least told him what a Horcrux was. I could see that too. Like in their like times where they're like, we'll be invincible. Like Gellert's like, we should make Horcruxes. Like blah, 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 blah. It's what our soul, wear them in our little creepy blood necklaces that we gave each other. Or even You'll have my Horcrux, I'll have yours. Ooh, yeah. Or like Gellert was just like, like kind of like a ghost story. Like, do you want to hear something really dark? Like, this is something like crazy that yeah. not even I would be interested in, but like, this is just like a dark thing, kind of like trying to mm-hmm. spook him a little bit. I don't know. Oof. That's Ooh. my, that's my, uh, no, I love that fan theory. Head cannon, fanon. I don't know. Is that the same thing? Headcanon. I think I think yeah your, yours is a headcanon I think a, a fanon is it is has to have it has to be supported by a couple other people a collective theory yeah um okay I'm at Harry and Dumbledore talking now me too so I'm all so I'm not shook now because obviously I've read this chapter a million times and I know everything but Imagine first reading this and being like, the you know that diary from book two? That was a horcrux. What? What? <laughs> Crazy. But in all honesty, I am with Harry once again, every step of the way. I appreciate his kind of like, quote unquote, dumb questions. Because I'm like, no, we need to dumb this down because I am not following. What do you mean, Dumbledore? <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> I'm gonna need you to take this step by step for me daddy d what like you said what now debrief (laughs) um do you okay so with the diary thing though do you feel like it's like shoehorned in or like retconned or do you feel like it fits really well i personally feel like it fits really well I do too. Unfortunately, kind of unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, well, great for the series, bad for like to give her credit. <laughs> whatever. We she who must not be named created a masterful piece of work. We yeah. know that that's why we're keeping her work and dissing her. Exactly. Um I think that this part she did know from the beginning because she knew about Snape from the very beginning too. So like there are certain parts of book seven that she already had planned for like the smaller things, like obviously festivals and that whole business. She didn't know, but I think she knew that the diary and this idea of a Horcrux from the beginning, I think that's, I think that's canon planning. I think you're right especially about the whole like why did Harry survive like I think she had figured out that like what happened to Voldemort and why he was able to come back mm-hmm. I do think that the the diary specifically being a horcrux was maybe not the intention when she introduced the diary like I don't think in the book too she was like 
this is going to come back later as this like object. I think it ha- it's just so specific with like this is what like a horcrux would do like this like becoming that human the same way it does with Tom Riddle like the way I maybe I just am naive and I believe it when Dumbledore says it. Well no I I agree I almost wonder sh- I'm more thinking about her writing it and that it was maybe in reverse where she was yeah. like, let me come up with a Horcrux and then thought about the diary and was like, oh, well maybe that's a Horcrux and the reason, and then like kind of explain Horcrux is because of the diary. Because oh, yeah, yes. really well, the fact that like, oh, like the diary possesses you and like the Horcruxes kind of possess you in the seventh one, like with Rob right. especially. Um so, but I, I don't know, like, you know, chicken or the egg, which came first. And it doesn't right. really matter because it does work. But I, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that. My biggest question about this Horcrux thing, and I think I posited this in our second book as well. Would two Voldemorts have existed simultaneously? I said yes. And I stand and, by. And by Dumbledore's explanation here I agree yes first that's that's wild that is insane but I don't think that Voldemort knew that that would be possible like I don't think he knew that the riddle diary version of himself and the horcrux version of itself would create a person possessed like I don't think he even knew that me either but imagine imagine I don't think he would like it I think it would be like a situation in um umbrella umbrella academy like younger version of me versus like older version of me I think younger version of him would be like you let this child out master you. I'm going to be a do-over Voldemort. Yeah, I think the younger one would undermine the older one. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, I do think that they would, you know. I don't think they want to work. The whole thing power, is he wants, to be, he wants to be the supreme. So if both of them are trying to be, the, I don't think they could get along. I think, honestly, if that other Voldemort had survived, they would be the end of the... I think older Voldemort would have died because older Voldemort at that point doesn't even have a body. So I think it would... I think everyone would follow the younger Voldemort and they'd get rid of the soul of that that piece of the soul. Oh, I think that at that time he was committed to his older self. So I think he would have at least gone to like resurrect his older body. You think so? Yeah, I think he would be curious. I think he'd want to learn from himself. It's really the only person he would trust. That's true. <laughs> um, but Ooh, it's then- so fascinating. I kind of want, I don't want a reality where that happened, where I don't want Jenny to die. But, <laughs> but maybe a fanfic. I would read a fic. That would make me sad because I would think about how Ginny had to die and do it. Although you, there's an interesting story to be told. Whoa, I'm going crazy. 
there's an interesting story to be told if Ginny is the life force that he took maybe some of Ginny's goodness is in there like maybe Ginny is still in there somewhere yeah also like you could tell that story and obviously like you know that Ginny dies but like you could tell that story and the other characters are not even really characters in it yeah like, you could eventually get to the Harry stuff but if you really just wanted to tell the story of like him going to find Baltimore and then their power struggle like you could do that without Harry being involved yeah. in like that whole world so like yes technically Jenny would have died but like you don't need to kind of write about that right I don't know I'm I'm sure somebody's written something along those lines I'm sure I do that all the time where I will think of a fan fiction, but I'm too lazy to write it. And so then I'll just like Google the heck out of it or ask my other friends that read fan fiction. And I'm like, is, is there a fan fiction that does this and specifically this, this, and this so that I don't have to write it, but I can read it. Thank you. That's what I'm craving at the moment. This fic that I don't even know exists. I wish we had like a ticker clock for every time we've come up with a fan fiction on the podcast. Oh, me too. So many. We have so many fan fiction ideas. If, okay, you guys have that intellectual property, okay? It would be a favor if you wrote them. So if give you give us guys, a shout out, just give us a shout out. Yeah, please. Or just my only, uh, my only thing that I ask is if you write it, send it because I want to read it. <laughs> my only thing is give us a shout out. <laughs> You have to uh, give Molly a shout out. Give us a shout out for Molly and you have to send it to me so I can read it. Actually, I would obviously read it. If a listener came up with a, a fan fiction that we kind of like fleshed out on the podcast, I would totally read that. Right. Um, all right. So Big D is in full professor mode and I love it. Like he is providing textual support for his dissertation he's like yes. okay this is the theory and this is what he said four years ago plus what he said this time and all together this is what it means and I love it it's that meme of, of that guy pointing to the board and it's just like you see Harry you see isn't that an and office meme I don't think it's the office there's one where like the, what's the guy from the office um Steve Carell? No, the um, Jim. He's like pointing. It's not. It's not Jim. This one I'm thinking of isn't Jim. Oh, there's one where he's like pointing to like two things, and it's like this is obviously like this, and it's like oh, I see. Pyramid yes. schemes are like you know. Yes, that, that meme. That meme. Yes, exactly. It's a similar meme to that. Gotcha. Um, uh, but it's yeah, it's that's what how I feel like, and Harry's like what and Dumbledore is like I've waited my whole life for this <laughs> I yeah I'm so ready to deep dive this because I have some cues okay cue away <laughs> my note literally says okay but <laughs> <laughs> okay but what happened to the soul from 16 years ago and what soul does he have now is it the same one yes so like that soul didn't die from 16 years ago the body died the body died okay great he was able to preserve his soul 
is it just because it's the core soul? Because like, if you had a Cade, about a cadaver, another Horcrux, would it have killed it? No, I think. It, according to what the seventh book says, what can kill a horror crux is fiend fire, a basilisk thing, and like one other thing. What's the other thing? Oh my god, we're such bad Harry Potter fans. I feel like there's another thing. Oh, the Gryffindor sword. Oh, the sword of Gryffindor. Oh no, no, that has basilisk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, um, that's very specific. <laughs> yeah, I no, I think it's. I think it is just fiend fire and a basilisk thing. I feel like impregnated with basilisk venom. I feel like Hermione listed one other thing. I feel like rule of three, there has to be a third one, but I don't remember I'm it. I'm happy for someone to message us and tell us. Um, can we just look it up? Actually, it's going to bother me. I'll just look it up. Okay. Um, well, but- I do wonder, like, why wouldn't the AK spell be, like, along those same lines? Yeah, I think the AK spell kills his body. I mean, I agree with you. But the AK spell kills Harry's... Um, oh, okay. It's, so this thing that I'm reading now, which is not an official Harry Potter reps- website, said in some cases a killing curse. And also somehow, somehow Dumbledore has figured out a way to... Ki- to kill the Horcrux, even though it's killing him. But did he use the sword? I don't think he did. I thought he did. I thought that's what we see in the flashback. I'm pretty. If he I'm used pretty- the sword, he wouldn't be dying. He takes the curse on the ring and puts it in his hand. He um puts it on. He puts oh, on the ring. That's what happens before he kills the Horcrux. And then they have to kill the Horcrux slash save Dumbledore's hand. Yeah, they must have used the sword then. I'm 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 like 85% sure that they use the sword. I guess that's how Dumbledore knows to give Harry the sword. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think they I think it's in that montage that Harry watches at the end. Okay. Wow, I feel like a really bad Harry Potter fan. No, I, well, I reference this, like, montage at the end a lot. Like, I'm pretty sure they cover it in that memory. <laughs> like, it's all in there. It's all right. By the time we get to it, we won't remember what we said is covered in there. So, um, but that's a good point, though. Like, if it's not the sword, I don't know what he does. But I do think either way, I think what happens with... Harry's soul is that it can't his yeah his soul can't be killed because of the horcruxes so but it makes no sense because if somebody of his main soul that he's living with shouldn't be a horcrux so it should if it's a vada cadaver it should kill him but they didn't use a vada cadaver against him it's that love thing so it's like but it's basically like I know that it's like the curse backfire I know that it's a backfire, but I think it might have like some kind of like, you know, basilisk, like an indirect thing. But it would paralyzed. Oh, you're saying it should have killed the Horcrux in him, but I guess you can't. Like, that's what the other Horcrux are doing is like, you can't kill me because there's all these other Horcruxes. 
So that's thought- protecting the soul that's left in his body. Or oh, the other Horcrux. I, I guess I've never really understood how that part of a Horcrux works. So in my head, this is not fact-based. In my head, it, it was like once one dies, another one emerges. Like another Voldemort will just like pop into existence. That makes no sense. But that's how like my child brain, when I first read it, like interpreted what but you're so right it's the horcruxes protect the main soul yeah you're right you think there's something special about yes his core soul yes you're right you're that's totally correct um and i think you were totally right in saying that like that all that spell does all is kill the body that it was Mm -hmm. the basically the vessel that that yeah was like using right um because i was yeah i was like having a moment trying to figure out like i understand that he can't be killed but like something died that night yeah it was the body I break think. him mm-hmm. but like clearly something still lived which was the soul that they brought back to mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. i'm glad see i'm so glad we talked that out wow yeah that was a great a great little deep dive but I, you were just talking about the whole, this isn't really funny, but Dumbledore and the ring, he's very vague about it in this chapter. Very, like, very oh, vague. Well, I would be dead if it wasn't for Snape, but I'm not. Yay. <laughs> the ring is no longer a horcrux, so I can wear it as much as I want. uh my note says harry pay attention obviously there's seven the magical number (laughs) what i don't understand is that dumbledore is like i wanted to use the stone which is why i it hurt my hand got an owie i got a (laughs) boo-boo and then it's just like implied that he never really use the stone after that and i'm like did you not after you killed the horcrux like i i think he like that was like some karmic he should not have been using that stone that's really sad yeah but the stone is bad for you it i don't think it's good like the original wizard that used it in the tale like went mad like I think that would have depressed Dumbledore so, so much to see Ariana and then like, what is he going to do? Say, I'm sorry, I'm the reason you died. Then, then she, yeah, there's not, that story can't end well. I know, but can you imagine at the moment, at the time that Dumbledore died, he was in possession of two of the Deathly Hallows. Yeah. I think the third one was in the room in the room where it happened, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. never really yeah. thought about that. Oh, I think I thought about that. I know that there is a line where it's like, you know, I had- ma- I was the master of death for- Or I had one of the yeah. hallows and I just need to find the other, but I don't think he ever really comments on the fact that he was holding the stone and the wand and that Harry was literally right there with the cloak. <laughs> just right on the other side yeah 
like in this scene because harry's like supposed to have the cloak doesn't, he bar- doesn't he borrow the cloak though doesn't yeah he? well that's before the first book first, but he doesn't yeah. have the stone at that point right um but the this scene right now harry's supposed to have the cloak on him at all times so like presumably all three hallows are in the same room right now which is just wild it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy although i do feel like this whole master of death thing is kind of an exaggeration i do like like, i don't think it's really that special i think it's just that you have the ability to be the master of death because you can hide and then you have i don't think it's like a i don't think it's like the infinity gauntlet like when you have all three of them you become like super wizard I'm going to get deep. I feel like the real master of death is Harry who welcomes death. That's the master of death is like saying, I have all of them and I know that I am fine with death. Right. For Harry, yes. Harry is the master. of. It's the same thing. It's kind of foreshadowed in the beginning when he's like, the only person that could find the stone is who wanted to find it, but didn't want to use it. Like, you can only master all three if you are willing to face death. Right. Oh, love it. Oh. I know. It's annoying. Why is she so good? Okay, and Harry's def- so Harry <laughs> asked Dumbledore, would it be like a can? And I'm and Dumbledore's like, okay, let's think about it, Harry. Is Voldemort really gonna hide his soul in a can? And I'm like, in defense of Harry, it would be much less, it would be much harder to find if it was some random can hidden in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. And, you know, he would live forever. But because he wanted to get all fancy and symbolic with it. Uh, he dies. Spoiler alert. The same note. Same exact note. Like, honestly, <laughs> brilliant plan. That's exactly what I would do. Right. Like, and I then, wouldn't even know where they're hidden. Like, I just threw them places. That's true. If you don't need them, you just I, I, throw it in the middle of the ocean. Bottom of the ocean. Exactly what I was thinking of. This is some Titanic shit. Like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Although, like, somebody, like, some forager somewhere is going to dig up your horcrux and it's just going to be living in someone's house, giving them a bath. They're just going to be possessed by me. (laughs) Being possessed by me. Somebody's like, I have the urge to read Harry Potter all of a sudden. Archive of our own. I'm so hungry for cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, I I totally agree. Like you could just put them anywhere and like, no one would be able to destroy them. But he's, but that's like the sociopath way, right? It's like serial killers that like have kept their secret. It's like not fun if nobody knows, right? Like it's not fun if it's this master plan. That's why they all like confess before they die or they write down their own manifestos because at the end of the day, you want people to see your work. You want people to try and fail and be like, oh, I was smarter than you. Right. And I even gave you a hint. Exactly. It's that, it's that narcissism that really kicks real vil- villains in the butt. That's their kryptonite. <laughs> 
Yeah, which I will say that Voldemort's a little bit better than others, like where he never peeps about the Horcruxes, that Dumbledore just figures it out based on the behavior of the diary. Yeah. But the fact that he likes his treasures is his real fault. Yeah. Um... Nagini. I feel like kind of a stretch that she's a Horcrux. <laughs> you mean you mean that Dumbledore that Dumbledore assumes she's a Horcrux? You think that's a stretch? Yes. I mean, I know that she is one. <laughs> I was like, it's not because it, she is one. <laughs> but like, does that make her immortal? Like, what if Nagini dies? Like snakes, I think aren't- I think Nagini is survived by the Horcrux. I think Nagini can only die from a basket the same way a Horcrux can die. Like she's kind of like Voldemort's vessel. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but I do. I mean, Big D's making really great points about the fact that she's like super loyal and like he always keeps her nearby, but like I don't know. I wouldn't like automatically assume that she's a Horcrux. I think Dumbledore's like high key. Voldemort is not a pet person. So let's let's think but about it's a it. Snake. He loves this thing. Yeah, but he doesn't love things. So he's like the only person he could love is himself. I think that's pretty brilliant deductive work there. Right. It's like brilliant because it's like no one would have thought that a snake was a horse. I also wonder if he got any information about this milking Nagini business. Like if he has any of that info. Well, I think he knows that some of Nagini is in Baltimore. Right, so I think that also probably helped him put some puzzle pieces together. Um, I think I've always kind of been annoyed or I don't know, like this has always raised cues for me. Like in this chapter, Dumbledore straight up like, I have the only Gryffindor relic. Like it's not a Gryffindor item, but they keep bringing it up like, or maybe a Ravenclaw, or maybe a Gryffindor item. Like, they repeat it multiple times, like, maybe it's a Gryffindor item. I'm like, no, we've canceled it out. Like, let's just focus <laughs> on the Ravenclaw item. Like, don't keep bringing it up as, like, a maybe a Gryffindor item. Well, I think Dumbledore says that, but he also, like, I think she just doesn't want to be obvious that it's a Ravenclaw item because it becomes, like, a big thing, the diadem. Right. But I also think... Dumbledore in the same breath is like, I have the only Gryffindor relic says, I'm pretty sure Voldemort doesn't have a Ravenclaw item. So it's like, but he's putting them. A Gryffindor item, yeah. No, he says a Ravenclaw. He also says, I'm pretty sure there's no way he could get a Ravenclaw item. But no. I don't know. Look, I thought he said, I'm, I feel confident he couldn't get a Ravenclaw item, but maybe he has one. No, that's the whole thing. It's like, it's most likely a Ravenclaw item, not a Gryffindor item. No, yes, I know that he says that, but I think he also said that he finds it unlikely. Like, he hasn't worked out the Ravenclaw item yet. He says, um, he definitely had two. He may have found three. This is the best we can do for now. 
Like he can only say for sure that he has two because he knows right fact that he has two. Do you see a part where he says anything about Ravenclaw specifically? Okay, so that he, having secured objects from Hufflepuff and Slytherin, he set out to track down objects owned by Gryffindor and Ravenclaw. Four objects from the four founders would, I am sure, have exerted a powerful pull over Voldemort's imagination. I cannot answer for whether he ever managed to find anything at Ravenclaw's. I am confident, however, that the only known relic of Gryffindor remains safe. Yes, okay, so that's, I guess, where I was getting yeah. that from, is him being like, I can't say whether or not he was able to find. Yeah. I just had really. The yeah. Ravenclaw is like a big old maybe, but he pretty much says like he doesn't have a Gryffindor thing, but we still yeah. keep Gryffindor in the running. And I'm like, let's just nix that. I, yes. I think, I think it's just to make it so there's not like a neon uh, arrow pointing to Ravenclaw. It's just like regular green. Right. It's like a forest. Keeps the mystery, I suppose. Yeah. I'm really on, sorry, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm really on board with Dumbledore this whole time. The only thing I wish he had done was, he says, like, vaguely, once again, that, like, yeah, I was able to, like, track down the ring. There are signs. But he doesn't explain to Harry, like, what signs he's looking for. How does he look for these signs? Like, how do you expect this child to find four horcruxes or three horcruxes without any indication on how to look for them. Harry's like, I didn't see the signs. I didn't see the signs. And then Dumbledore from beyond the grave is like, I gave so many signs. Yeah. Signs for like so many signs. <laughs> oh, you can I cut can't. that out. I can't. No, can cut that it out. will not be cut out. <laughs> He's giving him signs for horcruxes, the... Um. Oh uh, well, I just lost it. The Deathly Hallows, like so many signs, so many signs, but doesn't actually show him how to follow the signs. Yeah. Yep. That's Dumbledore's little shitty, <laughs> his little shit mentality. Not given all the info. Um. So I have some cues about this Lucius thing about like him trying to like, first of all, imagine being so threatened by Arthur Weasley that you feel the need to do this elaborate plan and really jump the gun on your boss's orders. I, I'm with Dumbledore though, that it's like kind of just an excuse to use it. Right. So like, it's not really a fear of Arthur. It's more like, um, well, maybe I should just like do this thing. Right. But then it's like political. Is it like for his political game? Because it seems like Dumbledore's thesis statement is that he doesn't do it for Voldemort. He does it for himself, for political gain, whatever that meant. And I was sitting there like, well, yeah, that is a pretty loyal following if he does it for Voldemort. Like, if he's just like, I want to get this magical object out, this dark magical object into the school, then that is a pretty loyal follower. And I think Dumbledore, Vold, sorry, and I think Voldemort should back off Lucius because he was like doing him a solid. I don't think he was doing it for Voldemort. 
So you think it was just like to get his to his agenda? I think he's very vocally anti-Muggle-born, and he was like, I have the power to I open see. the Chamber of Secrets because that's what Big V told me. <laughs> and um, also- I do not like the parallel of Big D and Big V. I do not want Voldemort to be Big V. Okay, Tom told me there we go. I could I could do this with this object. Also, like fuck you, Arthur. I'm gonna do like I think it was totally selfish. I don't even okay. think he had like a plan of like getting power from it, but he was like fuck Muggleborns, fuck Arthur, and I've got this sweet ass diary. <laughs> all right gotcha that's cleared up for me I just but I do love these little strings that Big D is pulling because he's doing a lot in this chapter he's a really, lot this is his last big lesson Hurrah. for Harry is this chapter yeah I mean obviously they go to the cave together the cave is a big lesson too. this is their last real chat chat yeah and he's basically like I feel bad for the Malfoys for the situation they're in Hint, hint. <laughs> like, <laughs> next chapter, though, Harry did not listen. <laughs> not, I, I am like, not so, even a dig in. I'm, I'm not ready for next chapter. Next chapter is Sectum Sempra, and I am panicking. I am not ready. I will sob. I'm going to have to, like, sometimes I, like, uh, write my notes for these chapters at work, like, on a lull. I can't do it because I'll cry. I'm going to have to listen to it in like bits. I can't do it all in one go, I don't think. It's so uncomfortable. It's so, it's a lot. Anyway, so, but I do think he's being intentional with like yes. bringing up this whole Malfoy and they're in like this weird position because like Voldemort's like really anti them. Yeah. lol at harry being like love that's it that's so lame <laughs> like i get it i love people thanks oh. <laughs> i'm like here though for this deep dive lesson like i know i've already said it but i had a note specifically <laughs> thanks big d but for yeah, real Harry though, the- stop himself from saying big deal. Love. <laughs> <laughs> um, though the, the moral of this story of this chapter is really like, this is why knowing the future always is a mistake because you inevitably either cause the bad stuff or you mess up what could have possibly been the good stuff. Yeah. So like Voldemort, Creates his own fate because he knew the future. Big fuck up. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I, I, speaking of like kind of knowing the future, I think that this points to support that Big D was not going to sacrifice Harry. Like, I think that he's 
the fact that he's trying to teach Harry the fact that like if you're willing to choose to die love will save him like I think that Dumbledore really knows that and believes that and he's like trying to give Harry this like final lesson like yeah by choosing to fight Voldemort like you're choosing this like love yeah magic essentially and I do think that Dumbledore truly thinks that that's what's going to save Harry in the end and I don't think that Dumbledore is intentionally trying to sacrifice Harry and like feed him like a lamb to slaughter like and I think that this conversation does kind of support that I don't think I guess the issue is that he this it's it's all theory so if he's wrong then he is giving up Harry as a lamb to slaughter but as but there's no there's said, no historical basis for him to know that Harry will survive it. But as Dumbledore has said, his guesses are usually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I do think that there's obviously a chance and he's definitely gambling with Harry's life, but like the odds are definitely in Dumbledore's yes. slash Harry's favor. Yes. May the okay. odds be ever in your favor. This is also the whole fate-based universe thing. Like, talking about this prophecy. Yes. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Harry, did you not read Macbeth? Did you not? <laughs> <laughs> Harry, didn't you read your Shakespeare at 10 before Hogwarts? And your <laughs> Like, I just, I know, I don't need to explain this to you, but I just want to kind of say it out loud for all of us. Say like, it out loud, vampire. The fact vampire Voldemort (laughs) Voldemort heard the prophecy so therefore the prophecy is going to happen and like he never if he had not heard the prophecy then there would be no prophecy like it's all connected to the fact that he like heard it so it's acting on it and it just starts this like circle slash like fate base because we talk about time travel a lot we just talked Mm -hmm. about it in like a couple chapters ago like this isn't about time travel but it is about a fate-based universe so it's all connected in such a cool way like I'm nerding out on this chapter (laughs) I'm so excited to see how many points you gave it are you there no okay uh there's one quote in here that is incredible and that's my that's my next note do you know what quote I'm talking about um, I don't know. Um, Wait, is it the last, like the last note? Tyrants fear the people they oppress. That oh one. no. All of them realize that I didn't write the whole thing down, but like we can, we'll, we'll, it, throw it we'll have Jin read it. If he had not forced your mother to die for you, would he have given you a magical protection he could not penetrate? Of course not, Harry, don't you see? Voldemort himself created his worst enemy, just as tyrants everywhere do. Have you any idea how much tyrants fear the people they oppress? All of them realize that one day, amongst their many victims, there is sure to be one who rises against them and strikes back. Voldemort is no different. Always he was on the lookout for the one who would challenge him. He heard the prophecy and he leapt into action with the result that he not only handpicked the man most likely to finish him, he handed him uniquely deadly weapons. I just think that's an incredible quote. Um, I think it's very ironic because she's become a tyrant, but 
uh, I think that is a really good lesson for us to learn as people. And I think it's a really, really good quote. I think she is scared of the Harry Potter fans now. As she should be. Um, Um, I also like that it's kind of pointed out about Harry's pure of heartness in such a literal way, I guess, in this chapter. Like Dumbledore, or yeah, Dumbledore is like, you were never tempted by Voldemort. And not to say like everyone would have been, but a lot of people would have been like, oh, well, maybe I can get yeah. some- out of this and he's like you were never tempted like you have stayed pure this whole time despite everything that's been thrown at you and like it's kind of obvious but it's also like it it needed to be said I guess and it's yeah and it's and it's not really like there are so many opportunities he could have been jaded because of the Dursleys he could have he could have gone into Hogwarts and become friends with Draco Malfoy and teased Ron so that he didn't continue in his pattern of getting bullied. He could have been like, Ooh, I don't want to associate with somebody who's also going to be bullied. I was bullied my whole life. I'm going to be friends with the popular guy and I'm going to be sorted into Slytherin. Like they're just at every turn. Oh, I'm going to make fun of Hagrid. Yeah. What an oaf he is. Like there were so many, um, crucial beginning choices he makes because he's pure of heart when Voldemort's like come and join me give me the stone he could like you'll see your parents again it's again yeah yeah so I just like that it's said I guess I'm at my last note same you go first I just, like, the last line of this is so fucking good. It's just, like, um, but Dumbledore knew, and so do I, thought Harry with a rush of fierce pride, and so do my parents, that that was all the difference in the world, like, choosing to go into the fight. I said, this final speech of Dumbledore's makes me want to get up and make a difference. Mm. Take action. Good job, Dumbledore and Harry. Yeah, good job. How many, or did you have a quiz question? Yes. Do you have a quiz question? Yeah. Oh. Give me yours first. What um, is the password? <laughs> That's mine too. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, tapeworm. Gross gross all right um, who is your champ i gave it to big d me too i give it to dumbledore yeah and i gave it 207 points wowie zowie i gave it 195 I almost said 197 because I love ending things with seven, but mm-hmm. I was like, I already did that for one chapter. I'm going to go up because I love talking. I like when I was writing notes, I was like, I'm in it. I'm in this. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Um, I think this is an extremely important chapter. This is yeah. like, sets us up really for the rest of the series. 
Um, but my rat was uh was Tom. Tommy boy. My rat was the fat lady. <laughs> um Lil V. Not big V, Lil V. I also couldn't think of a tattoo, but I was like, probably one of these like quotes that were handed, but I yeah. didn't know which one or anything. That quote that I was talking to you about, the like one about tyrants, that's the yeah. one that I picked for my tattoo. Not that I don't think I would get words anymore. Right. But um, yeah, so next chapter, if you can, if you can bear with us, it's chapter 24, Sectum Sempra. Ah! 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 In the meantime, <laughs> stay magical. Charmed, I'm sure. I didn't mean to cut off your beautiful singing. No, it's really bad. <laughs> Very off key. Mischief managed. Bum, bum, ba, bum, 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 bum.